Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty on Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Licking Non-Vanilla with your one of your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. <laughs> so I guess I'm a co-host, right, Chris? Um, <laughs> and that, that, that manic laughing across the country for me is, what's your name, buddy? Chris, uh, Chris otherwise known as M. Christian. Right. So if you don't, so you have to call him Chris. Or, or I'm Christian. Either that or, right. or Zontar the Magnificent, but Chris is more common. Yes, or and just don't call him <laughs> late for dinner. Now, today on, the sh- today on the show, we have a special guest, Lisa Weinberger. And Lisa uh, goes back with all of us a, a, a little more than we all want to remember, actually. And uh, Lisa is a uh, – is a well, we'll get into what she does exactly and why she's on the show specifically today and all the other things she does. So anyway, hello, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Nice to speak to both of you. Ah, it's it's nice to speak to you too. Now, Chris, if you remember when I met you back in Why Not in San Francisco, back in that was '09, right, Lisa? With that '09, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And we all so Lisa and I went to San Francisco together because we were working together, and uh, went to the Why Not convention. That's where I first met. We first met Chris, and. and all the and the many stories that ensue from there. We'll get into a couple of them <laughs> in a little while. But uh, so, Lise, tell us a little bit uh, what you were doing then, and what you do now, so people get an idea what 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 you're about, and what you do. Sure, sure. So um, back then, I was doing SEO and marketing and content strategy for adult and and non-adult businesses. Uh, through my company, Pearly Rights. And um, I got approached, I guess, in mid-2000, I think, Ralph. Yeah. And it was asking us to write for Taboo Toys. I think so. I think that was the first thing we, we did together was Taboo Toys, which is I don't think they're in business anymore. Okay. Well, that, that dates me. So. <laughs> and, it, and, and it had nothing to do with you and I, you and I, Lise, but I don't think they're in business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we we were asked to create stories and some other things and content and some SEO strategy for that company. Um, I was living in Arizona, and then I was moving to Florida, and uh, Why Not came up, and I said to Ralph, I said, do you want to go? And he, you were like, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, no, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you pushed me because, I mean, first of all, I love San Francisco, but I hadn't been out there in a while. But I had never been to a convention like that. Well, we first of all, you know, and and we should remind people, uh, Chris, let's tell people about that convention. That wasn't talent, really. That was the no. ma- movers, the makers and shakers of the websites and stuff. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. It was like there was a couple there was a couple of people, a couple of performers there. But by and large, it was like people who had websites or were doing like marketing consulting yeah. and the kind of the really serious biz end of things. Yeah, which was pretty cool for us all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I, so I ended up actually being asked to present there. So what happened? So actually, let me backtrack <laughs> because I presented at AVN, and that's how I ended up at Why Not because I was presenting with Jay, and then Jay said, "Oh, can you come do a whole like workshop on marketing for for the businesses?" And that's how I ended up in San Francisco, and that's how I met Christian. So Lisa's talking about ABN, which is the adult. Um, well, it's, it's basically the, the big. Think, what was at one time? It isn't. Well, I guess it still happens, but the business has changed. But that is where that was the porn awards and all that stuff happens at a, mm-hmm. a big convention out there, which Chris and I have never been to, but Lisa has been to. Um, and that was quite the experience for you, wasn't it, Lisa? Yeah, so I, yes, it was. So a few things. So I walked in and there was just like, it was my first adult convention and there was just toys everywhere. And yeah. my husband said my face turned so bright red <laughs> that like I started sweating because like I said, no.
to do because here comes like little innocent person in marketing is like woo look at all this fun stuff and uh then a few months later i were watching something on vice or fuse and our workshop our session from there was recorded and so you hear me speaking you see the, my back and you see my husband in the, in the crowd <laughs> watching, <Just. I'm> watching <laughs> it yeah, well, the age of internet, there goes your anonymity, you know, like it just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, you know, but, you you've know... been outed. <laughs> you know, exactly. After that, I was like, oh, man. But, you know, that really what it comes down to is we know this. I mean, we, we joke about this all the time, but all businesses, no matter what they are, benefit from SEO work. They benefit from marketing. They benefit. I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're making, like you said, you're making, you know, dildos or you're making uh, car parts. It doesn't much matter. You, you're going to need some sort of marketing, you know, especially with the advent of the net. So, Lisa, the adult business is not the only thing you've worked in. You worked in a wide variety of, of businesses, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. worked. I've worked with. Um, you kind of worked a little bit with me with Wyndham Hotel Group, and we did that for a bunch of years. And then I was brought into corporate, so I worked at some Fortune 500 companies and built teams and tr- trained and did all the. Uh, corporate fun stuff that built, you know, that made companies millions of dollars in, you know, using SEO and content strategies. Right. Right. So, so everybody needs it. I mean, Chris, you and I have been on the writing end of all this mostly, you know, mm-hmm. um, you've done a little bit of marketing yourself and so have I, but Lisa's pretty concentrated in that area. Although she's a writer, she does write and uh, actually teaches as well. So she's like kind of Jill, Jill of all trades, really. Um, <laughs> but there was a great story that that we all tell when we were we were all together because why not um uh, they got together this um these vans to take us to all different strip clubs at one point <laughs> and um chris you weren't there with us though i don't think on this trip you were no, on I the didn't trip make it to that one no no you were the first one but what happened was lisa and I and two other people got on a van to hit a couple of the strip clubs. Not that we were like, well, all right, we're here. We might as well, you know. And we did the Hustler Club, Lisa, if you remember. And then we did the all-nude club down yes. in uh, down in the Tenderloin. So, Chris, you know about the Tenderloin district. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris used to live in San Francisco, so he knows, he knows that area well. Um, I know it very well. I actually used to live a couple blocks from there. And it's always been dicey, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yep, it's it's definitely I wouldn't call it like dangerous, but dicey is a good word for it. So sort of like check your surroundings when you're there. Right. So Lisa and I and these two other people, and, and we've just met these two other people. I'm not gonna name them because it's not their story. But anyway, Lisa and I go to the go to the first club, which is a regular strip club, Chris, as regular as it can be, you know. The second stop was an all nude club. You remember this, Lisa? Yes. Okay. So when you know you walk into an all-nude, actually in Jersey and uh, in a lot of places, you can't buy alcohol in an all-nude club. Mm-hmm. So we go in, Chris, and they, they – you know, why not had paid for the entrances? So they give Lisa and I and these two other people a cup so you could fill it up with juice or soda or whatever. Uh-huh. We walk into this club, and I don't know I, – I don't remember the name of the club, Chris, but it was all-nude. We walk into the club and now Lisa knows me well and she knows my my love of the of the Mr. Pibb soda. Right? <laughs> but I can't get Mr. Pibb in New Jersey. I can't get it here because it just doesn't exist here. So she knows kind of what a doofus I am for Mr. Pibb. So we walk in. <laughs> now, Chris, this club is replete with naked women. They're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Of all, different, mm-hmm. all different sizes and shapes, and I do mean shapes of other all things. You know, it's like a gynecological experiment everywhere. <laughs> so there's just there's just wall-to-wall flesh. And we walk in, Chris, and to the right is a soda dispenser. And of course they have Mr. Pibb. So I go <laughs> ape shit. I'm like, they have Mr. Pibb, they have Mr. Pibb. He's like screaming. He's like, they have Mr. Like the biggest goon, and Lisa just looks at me. And she goes, "You are such a goon. You are such a dork. Like, look at all this. Look at literally look at all this pussy, and all you care about is the Mister Pib." And I'm like, "Dude, I got my priorities. I, I that's all I gotta tell you, you know." But uh, yeah. now, Lisa, you know, yeah. remember? Hey, whatever you, rocks your world. No, I mean, no judgment, you know, man. You no got, judgment. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Now, what's funny, Chris? <laughs> 
I don't know if you were in Lisa's class. You may have been working at that point. Lisa gave a seminar. She gave a class when we yeah, were there. Yeah, I was there. doing a lot of like running around because I actually was working the convention. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Lisa, Lisa gives this great seminar and like, I think it was like the Friday of the, the last Friday, five o'clock and it was packed with people and I'm running around giving out handouts, whatever she's talking about. And she had everybody in thrall. It was a really great talk. Um, and I think she was even surprised because it was, it was really I was, great. I was, I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect, but it was great. Lisa. It was really yeah. good. And, and, but anyway, right in the middle of this, this goes to, uh, we'll, then we'll date where we were and when we were right in the middle, all of a sudden, some, somebody on the, somebody, some girl in the audience, right. Just, just says it out loud. And at least I'd taken a breath, I think at one point. And this girl goes, Michael Jackson just died. And, we, and that's exactly the day Michael Jackson died. And we all when we all kind of like looked at each other and took a breath and went, okay, thanks for the information. And uh, Lisa, Lisa's got to go like get get her rhythm back and get back into what she was talking about. It was really really funny. But um, wait, wait, but wait, but then, but then after that, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I when I teach or a seminar or whatever, I walk up and down, I walk around the room and all that stuff. A dog started barking at me. What and happened? it was the same a, do a dog. Remember the dog? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was this little dog that came out of nowhere and started barking at me. I go, what What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> why not conventions, man. I tell you, they were pretty interesting places, you know. Um, yeah. They were they were wacky. But, yeah. but Lise, you've, you've, then, moved, you've moved a lot. Um, I mean, a good amount in the last couple of years. But you've maintained, you know, you've maintained pearly rights pretty much pretty – pretty healthily even when yes. you've gone to work like full-time some places and part-time whatever but you've kept uh, how do you keep pearly whites pearly rights or whites whatever you want to call how do you keep pearly rights so so um so healthy and 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 keep it keep it you know alive after right. all those changes yeah well that? i mean sure i mean when it comes to marketing marketing hasn't changed tremendously as far as the the, my approaches and strategies. I mean, I know that Google algorithms and you have all the experts and gurus saying, oh, don't do this and don't do that, but do this and do that, which is uh, part of the whole SEO game, as people call it. But I mean, I've always approached content and SEO and marketing and branding as being genuine and being yourself or, you know, having uh just being realistic to your to your audience, right? So the biggest thing is mm -hmm. considering who your audience is, and from that point on, making sure you're answering their questions, regardless if it's content or video or uh, podcasting, you know, whatever media you decide to choose, people are looking for answers. And regardless if you're key, if you're e-commerce or if you're a publishing site, you know, that's the biggest thing. So that's how I've kept Pearly Rights healthy. Because I've always that's that's always been my approach. I've also not taken on every client that has brought you know a lead in or, or inquiry. In. You know, I'm I don't I'm not, I don't want to say I'm picky and choosy, but I like to do a really good job for the clients. And so that's why I was able to balance working full time in office and also doing consulting outside. And now I'm back to just consulting because that's what I because because as you said a little while ago, I'm also teaching. So I teach writing. Right. Well, so, you know, so Lise, you know, through the more than a more than almost two two decades of Pearly Wright's existence, and then also, you know, surfing the adult business, which is definitely went through some big changes, and all the stuff you do, you know, when you when you go to a place to do it, when you do it from your house, part time, full time, all that kind of stuff, and you know, when the and the teaching, you've kept Pearly Wright's very healthy, like alive and well, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm just wondering how. How one does that? How does one, you know, keep their brand alive? Well, you, yeah. in your specific case, how did you do it? Yeah, black hat, the gray hat, the white hat. You know, you have all these people that um, think they can game the system by, you know, putting up sites and, and building them quickly and, and doing some not healthy things to, to get rankings. Mm -hmm. um, I've never wanted to do that. So that has always been my approach. Mm-hmm. So besides, you know, that that side of it is also um, the way I've always also addressed businesses and my, my own businesses answering your audience's queries. So 
everyone has a question, right? They're, especially with the net, you know, everyone wants a quick answer and an and, and, uh, easy answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they want to be pretty much told quickly, okay, I'm searching for this and what, what, what can I find and what's the answer for that? So the only thing I probably maybe have changed a little bit is, you know, how or extended my use of media right so it's not just writing now you have like video you have audio you have infographics you have visuals you have a multitude and variety together um creating creating content and regardless if it's an e-commerce site or a publishing site or a lead generation business um answering your users query is always how i've kept my own businesses healthy makes sense so chris like you know from from our viewpoint we're always just we're the worker bee, you know, if the work comes across mo- mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent, we're taking it, you know, exactly. Um, but I mean, Lisa can be a little bit more judicious in what she chooses. First of all, she's successful. So that helps. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, <laughs> I, but secondly, I think, cause when we, even when Lisa and I worked in the beginning, in the beginning stages, there were just some stuff that I was jumping at and she had kind of the, the, the patience to say, wait, Ralph, I don't know if this is going to work for us. They want to throw money mm-hmm. at us, which is great but I don't know if we could do this job to what they want us to do, you know? And it was like yeah, she well, said, she well, answered had, the question. Yeah, well, we had one client who, who yeah, kept wanting to throw money at us, and that was great. But, you know, for example, big with that particular client, I don't remember the name, but and I'm not going to say the yeah. name, obviously. But what I remember is that they had a site, and it was, I don't know, Asian Girls or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the site wasn't clean, right? So clean, which means, like, the neighborhood wasn't clean, right? So you're in the industry, I get it. You're going to have, you know, bad links coming in. Okay, fine. But it was more than that. It, just the site itself wasn't built properly, right? Right? So regardless yeah. of what we did, if it was technical SEO, um, link building, outreach, social, you know, whatever, content creation, whatever we did, it wouldn't have made a difference because it was literally taking your talent head and banging it against the wall because nothing would rank that site. And, 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 and I continually kept telling the guy, he kept coming back to us and saying, oh, why don't you want to do business with me? It's not I want to do business with you. If you can get if you can, I gave, we did an audit, right? We did, we did an entire website audit mm. and I gave him the recommendations. I said, you have to fix these items and then we will work with you. And so eventually we did do some work with him because he, because he claimed the, the site got fixed and mm. like a third of the stuff I said got fixed. So guess what? He had a third of, 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 Results. Um, you know, third of the rankings yeah, because that that's what sense. got fixed. Well, I mean, Chris, we, we've, we've found this on our own, you know, small way when you're writing for somebody like Lisa's talking about you're writing for somebody who commissions you to do something and we do it and they don't get the hits they want they don't get whatever they you know whatever Mm -hmm. happens and they come to us and say why did that happen Mm -hmm. and 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 we we we, we're like well you didn't you didn't establish the publishing company correctly in the first place you have you know your social media is a mess or your site's Mm -hmm. not even your site's not even built right you know, mm-hmm. and we and we and we know that, and we're not even as knowledgeable as Lisa is. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it happens all the time, and it just oh, absolutely, and it, absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you're adult business or you know making mm-hmm. mining parts. It doesn't matter. We've seen it across the board. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, Lisa, what what would you say in the last ten years has been been the one biggest change across the board for all businesses that we all have to try to stay on top of? Yeah. So, so, you know, remember when we first started out, it was like, plug, plug, just keep uploading content, upload content, upload content, put as much content as you can on your site. Just keep doing it. Just keep uploading. Put 25 things up a day. I don't care an hour, whatever. Right. Right. So that's changed. Thank goodness. Um, So it's not the, you know, thin, yucky keyword stuff content mm-hmm. it's actually people like us who are journalists you know like with writers we we can actually take our real writing and yeah. use it in, and, and and it will help us get our businesses ranked um doing updates or showing historical data so either within the same url or canonicaling it to you know a, a newer version of it and again a regular well-researched answered query uh article or or story that i would say is what's changed um a lot and you know i can go through all i can be boring and go through all the updates of like Mm -hmm. eat and 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 pandas and penguins and hummingbirds and whatever other things google wants to send i'm not going to do that because it's boring but basically that the gist of it is you want to answer the user's query and you want to do it well and now and do it in multiple um 
varieties. You have a lot of different ways of doing it. And, and, you know, back then also was a lot of duplicate content. You know, we would always constantly, you know, write the same shit over and over again. Yeah. And now, mm-hmm. you know, that thank goodness got changed and Google will penalize and, and do those you know things and not, and be like, Oh, this looks very similar. Now you can have mm-hmm. similar type things, but not like 25 of them right on yeah. the site. So I want to say that's the biggest thing I've seen change. Well, yeah. I think that's true because Chris and I, and you know, you know of this job, Lisa, you weren't involved with it, but I had a job uh, about 10 years ago, I guess, Chris, maybe a little less than that, where I had other writers working for me. We were just pouring out content. Remember that? Oh Chris? yeah. That was, that was bonkers. That was, was bonkers. It was fun, but totally bonkers. It was like 250 blogs a week. Yep. And mm-hmm. this is and exactly what Lisa's talking about was, just give us content. We don't even care really of the quality of the content. We mm-hmm. just need you to put these many keywords in the first paragraph, the second paragraph. Like there was the rules to that. Mm-hmm. And it was just about getting keywords into content. And mm-hmm. we're just going to put it up. So when people look up the words sexy Asian girls, the possibility of you landing on our site was high because we have, a, mm-hmm. we have 50 blogs about sexy Asian girls, you know, mm-hmm. but man, did. First of all, we got burnt out doing that work. Second oh, it was of all, bonkers. It was it was like you know it was it was like a uh, like a sweatshop, you know. And I would complain mm-hmm. to Lisa about it all the time, and she like she'd be like, "Look, dude, this you this is what you signed up for. You know what you signed up for." You know? Exactly. <laughs> she came to me and I said, "I don't, I'm not doing it. I said I'm working full time. I can't take that yeah, on. I go here, Ralph. You, you take it." Yeah, and and, and look, it was a contact. I think you had, and then he went to me, and you right. know what? I gotta say, it kept it kept me. In beer and Skittles for a while. I mean, it really yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And Chris had, I had you working for me and a bunch of other writers. And we were, oh, Chris yeah. Had, you had was, like about, well, about a dozen or so people. At least. On the, and it thing. was, it was, and I, Lisa knows me well and she knows I have no, no head for organization. Holy <laughs> shit. I was, man, I was, I was, I was sitting under, in my spreadsheets because this was before like, you know, Trello and right. all these um, Google great Docs and systems, shit, yeah. Google Docs. It was all, yeah, right. I, know. I was just Lisa. And, you know, I would talk to Lisa all the time and I would just be knuckled under a tsunami. And I was working all the time. The only time, the only day I had off was I'd get everything in by, I think, a Monday morning or afternoon, mm-hmm. get paid, send all you guys your money. And that Monday night into the Tuesday morning was when I could take a break. Yeah. But other than mm-hmm. that, I was just I was just constantly and I'm just like, this is I, I just because I wasn't getting paid a lot. So I had to do mm-hmm. it in volume and this is ass backwards. You know, well, yeah, because by then it was, and that's what I kept saying. Remember, like I was like, it's not like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not how, that's not how you get the rankings, and 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 because it was already like the algorithm updates already were happening, right? And the authorships and all these things that were going on. And I'm like, it's not. He might think it works, and I told him, I spoke to him, and I was like, it's not going to work. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it. Oh yeah, and he he plowed ahead. He plowed ahead. I mean, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and he's landed on his feet. He's still out there. I mean, you know, we we talked about a month ago about a job which just didn't work out. But right. um, you know, guys are still out there. But let me just take a break for just a second to tell you that you're listening to Licking Non Vanilla with Ralph Greco Jr. and Christian, and we got Lisa Weinberger, uh, one of my one of my dearest and best, really, and and just a whip smart uh, business person. She's um, she's the CEO and uh, main driver of uh, Pearly Rights which is a a company that does a lot of stuff uh, for branding and content uh, and just marketing. And Lisa's been in, in the world for a long time. And we've been talking about our progression from the adult world doing that. Actually, Chris, you know what? The mm-hmm. first thing I remember writing for Lisa, Lisa was writing for Aerosoft Rifles. Do you remember that, Lisa? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> And well, mattress, <laughs> and, and air foam and air, yeah, airsoft rifles and foam mattresses. Or yeah, something. we were doing the craziest stuff. She said, "She says I need somebody to help me write." I said, "Well, I'll help you. You know, I'm definitely a writer." Mm-hmm. And this is before I was a full time writer. And she said, and she came over. I'm not, I'll never forget. She came over to my condo and showed me this stuff. And I was like, "What is this? Like, what what are we doing here?" <laughs> and 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 you know, Lisa was on the ground up. She just learned it. Like, and you know, there was nobody there to teach you. It was just like mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. But we were writing for, you know, the airsoft rifles, Chris. They're like the, uh, they're like BB guns, basically. You know? Oh yeah, I know about airsoft. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I was kind of fascinated with them for a while. But yeah, that's that was an interesting thing. It had a lot of legal problems though. For a I while. think they did. Yeah, the they lace. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because um, the problem is Ralph was like breaking down a wall just to get him to. He's like, I don't 
don't know why we're doing this. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the fuck this means. But you know, oh, I mean, it was great though. She paid me. Like, if you want to get paid, that's that was great. You know, I gotta give her credit. She went to me first. She's like, look, dude, I can get, you, I can get your money. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know. I was like, you want to make, make some money? I was yes. like, yeah, okay, I'm, 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 I'm,
because mm-hmm. I'm new anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not saying new version because because now I'm dating myself again. But yeah. basically, like it's like it's like the fire to like if you don't have your SEO rankings and you don't and you're not using a paid a paid SEO you know, search engine marketing, yeah. you're not doing paid ads or display. Um, it's an organic way to build your following mm-hmm. and get people to your business or get them to your podcast or your you know yeah. whatever whatever the the goal is. That's what social media helps do. If mm-hmm. you if you can connect with your audience there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the problem is, I mean, the, the trick is then since everybody's on it, except me, yeah, <laughs> then it, then it makes, there's just that much more stuff out there. Exactly. So it's hard, it's hard to get noticed. Well, yeah. yes mm-hmm. and no, because you have, you know, you have the hashtags and then you have people like with TikTok, there's an algorithm that it, it, it sees what you like. And then, then other people who have similar interests will then get fed your feeds. Okay. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a bit smarter, which is, which is yeah. nice. Um, you know, so like, you know, all the hot guy dancers that are on there and stuff. Yeah. You know? So but I, it, but I, I send you him. We, yeah. Well, yeah. Lisa sends me that, which I, you know, thanks Lisa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean it really started as a as a dance phenomenon thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it was more like someone made a dance and then all the and then everyone tried to follow it and yeah. It's just and weird now, how like those things morph into as I remember back in oh, I don't know how when this was, being with a group of people and some of these people in the group are just they were like college age kids and they were talking about mm-hmm. Facebook. And you could only get Facebook if you were in college. And it right. wasn't it mm-hmm. wasn't right. And they were talking about it because there were like a couple of them were in, were in college. And I was hanging out with them and, and somebody who's like in the middle of their ages and we're all hanging out and I didn't know what they were talking about. And and they even said, it doesn't matter. You can't get on anyway because you're not in college. So I was mm-hmm. like, OK, well, I don't know what this is. But and then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, I mean, pretty quickly, Facebook blew up, you know, to be. Oh, like, yeah. Is. But I remember years ago here in Facebook, Facebook, I don't know what the hell that is. You know, mm-hmm. now it's it's ubiquitous now. You can't you can't, can't get away from it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just amazing how that stuff. Grows. It's been it's in trouble now, though, because yeah, it's it like they've been trouble, hemorrhaging advertisers like crazy. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not a big fan of it because it's, I find the interface and dealing with it extremely clunky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's way too complicated for what it offers. And so I use like Twitter primarily because it's so easy. I mean, it's just like, you know, just you can compose a bunch of tweets like I do and keep them in a database and then periodically drop them into my feed mm. and then just make sure you put, you know, put as many like, you know, hashtags and such in there without being obnoxious. It's, it's not perfect, but right. yeah, I just, that's my kind of my drug of choice, but I don't really follow it. I just use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're not following it. I mean, you're probably following some friends that you have, but generally. Exactly. I have some, I have yeah. some alerts set up for like my, the people I really need to pay attention to, but yeah. everybody else, it's like I just I got t- I don't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I mean, I'll post here or I'll like conversate a little bit on Twitter here and there, yeah. and then I, I I but because I did so much, honestly, I did so much managing of social media campaigns between the, the, my business, the businesses, and then when I was working in corporate, right. I tend to play on. Honestly, I'm playing on Instagram with the pictures. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pictures and like, videos like, and TikTok, and mm-hmm. I have two dogs, so you know, yeah, it's like, kind of like my account. So I'm kind of exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm not a, I mean, my only complaint with Instagram is you have to have a career, you know, because you know everyone's gonna be a model today. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> well, you, you, me, and Chris could be models. We just choose not to be. Right. That's, 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 that's what it is with us, you know. Then you know, just, just Chris is Chris in the nude modeling alone. You just, you know, just, oh wait, did we do? Did Chris when we just just not to throw all, all the way back? But did did Chris go to Kink when we when we? Yeah, yeah. We, now that's what that's another story we should tell. <laughs> we so so what are the places we go to at the at the uh, at the first one? At, at Cybernex, yeah. Yeah. So we go to one of the things they have a trip planned while we're there to go mm-hmm. to the armory. Now the armory, Chris, tell us what the armory is. So we know what that is. First of all, well, the armory is, it's actually was an old armory in San Francisco. It was built like 18 something or other. And it just sat in the mission for a number of years and no one wanted it because it got, you know, had asbestos and it was a huge building and it was bought by kink.com. I'm not sure when this was, this is probably like 10 years ago or so. Yeah, and their so. plan was to renovate it and use it for production of their videos as mm-hmm. well as like, maybe offices and such. And it still is, as far as I know. They own it. They still own it. Yeah. They own it. Yeah. Now what Lisa's talking about is we all went, remember Chris, we all went the night. We got in a big van and we went over there. And Lisa, Mm -hmm. I know you remember that. Oh yeah. uh, (laughs) It was was pretty interesting night. I went a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. It was mind blowing. They were actually really cool. I mean, they opened up the large number of the space so you could 
check it out and see where they shot. And some places yeah. they had like, you know, even the sets were open so you could kind of wander around and have yeah. your drinks and such. And they did that for a couple of years, didn't they? For why not? I think it's like, so. I mean, I went like two or three years. At least two why years. Not? I can't remember off late. Lise, do you remember yeah, the food? The food was great. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. I was drunk. I think well, so. Well, she was a little shit. <laughs> but let me tell you about Lisa getting drunk, though. She can have two drinks and she's drunk. So it's not like she's not a heavyweight drinker. But uh, but I remember I remember there was like all these different areas that you could just walk around like cages and like, you know, mm-hmm. these medieval looking. St- it was it was pretty cool. The space was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, we got cool. to watch. We got to uh, record. And I was asking questions. Yeah, and then we, we watched it. Lisa had a great line. We're watching one of the shows, Chris. We were all uh-huh. watching the one show. It was a Shibari show. So they had the mm-hmm. girls tied up, and the guy was was whipping them, you know, but expertly, you know. Do, you know. So mm-hmm. we, were all, we were all kind of fascinated by that. And I think, uh, and, you know, a couple other things went on. <laughs> Lisa had a great quote. I said, what, what do you think about the, all this, you know? And she goes, I, I just don't generally like an uncircumcised penis, which, <laughs> which you know, I mean, like, you know, the, the girl speaks the truth. What are you going to say? Just, that's the only like the only takeaway. You know, she like I don't think she even gave it a second. She just went, well, you know, all this other shit going on. And she got that to say. I'm like, well, at least, you know what? When you when you, you know, you said one thing, you said it all, you know. <laughs> but at least, you know what happened there? I was upstairs at the wrestling. Do you remember the wrestling thing they did, Chris? Oh, yes, absolutely. They had like, they had like a wrestling, nude wrestling area. And mm-hmm. um, and this is this is how long ago this was. I had a flip phone. We didn't have the phones we have today. We had the super Oh, my phones. God. That really does date you. Yeah. And, you, and you, you know how hard it was to take a picture or like zoom oh, in on a flip miserable. phone? You know. And I'm watching this thing go on with this one, this one guy I was with who was very funny. Lisa and I met him at the at the convention. And we're upstairs and I'm trying to text Lisa to come up. I don't know where she is. God knows where she is. <laughs> but like knowing Lisa, she's probably you know, we we, we Chris, out of the corner talking to the corner. That's something like, you got, like out of, out of like the three of us are in this in in this kind of business in some way or or had been Lisa had been at one point. But we're like the no- most normal people in the world. She's probably talking to the mm-hmm. caterer about about like sternos, you know. I mean, that's just the way it is. <laughs> so I'm, and I'm kind of like keeping my eye on her, but I know she's okay. But anyway, I'm upstairs with this guy watching the wrestling, Chris, and it's getting like heated, you know, near the end of the match mm-hmm. when somebody wins and somebody loses and everything. And I turned to this guy and I said, I, I can't get the picture. I can't take a picture. And and he's like, he's like, well, this is the thing that this is. They upload this for you to download, you know. Like it was that. It was right. that. I think they still have it actually. And you could upload and he goes and then he just takes a pause. He goes and he says, just because because here, Ralph, it's all about the memories. <laughs> Which I <laughs> Great line. Great line. You know? So, uh, yeah, we had we we certainly had a fun. It, you got to like those instances are fun to do with people you're really close to. And absolutely. And have a great sense of humor. And nobody takes anything too seriously. You know, and we have just had a good mm-hmm. time. And you're watching all these kind of different kind of depravity. And it just was fun. You know, we had a good time in that trip, at least. We really did. Yeah. We really fun. did. We walked down to the wharf and we did what well, we it was a good that's a great city, Chris. It really is. It's just oh, too it's bad. fun. It's, it's fun. Too bad it's too expensive. I think I had to leave I think for one of them, I can't remember if it's the first one or the second one. I had to leave, unfortunately, like at like, like eleven o'clock because I had a job at the time that started at like four o'clock in the morning. So it's like, I don't wanna go. Oh, I remember that. But I had to yeah, sort of yeah, book yeah. out yeah. early. He was doing a he did a mushroom truck, Lee. That's he was driving a yes. mushroom truck, right? Yep. It, so it's yeah. like my shift started really early. So it's like I don't want to go, but it's like I kept looking at my watch, trying to figure out how long, how long, how many hours of lack of sleep I could survive and still drive. And it wasn't, it wasn't a much like a, a you know, a, um, a mushroom. No, shrimp. they went the, not yeah, the good kind they of went fun. The, they yeah. went the fun mushrooms. No, right. no, was, no. Everyone, everyone no, always no, asks me like, that, no. but it's like yeah, no, no, sorry, they were just the regular mushrooms. Right now, so you know, yeah. I get it. Yeah, Lisa, talk about the other thing you just talked about. You just said this real quick. Lisa also runs a um, a really interesting site, um, another site. We'll talk talk about that site, Lisa. We get that in yeah. there for too. Yeah, sure. So, um, so around 2014, my business partner and I decided we wanted to um, track the pricing in legal cannabis uh, states, and so we launched MarijuanaRates.com in 2014. And back then, it was only I don't know five or six 
medically legal states, mm. and it was easy to track. And then uh, now we're in twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Many years later, and now more than half the United States has some form of legalization. So um, we are still tracking um, the pricing, and we basically do editorial on it. And we've been quoted cool. in the LA Times and the San Francisco Controller's Office use our, use our historical data in their report about pricing. And um, yeah, and it's it's up and it's running. And uh, we 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 are only focusing maybe now I think on four or five states just mm. because uh, there's only two of us working on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with that, but again, like that that stemmed off ideas of of just work just learning marketing learning how to build a site and going with it and seeing what happens and so um i mean that's literally how i learned seo and marketing because mm-hmm. i used to build my own sites and then took all this tactics and strategies and puts it put it towards you know this particular site so yeah you kind of you just keep working man right you just keep hitting it yeah. and hitting it you know that's what we're all doing right mm-hmm. exactly yeah. You know, we're creative, so we need to do, you know, creative things. With yeah, the line. I think the, I, that's when we're probably happiest when we're, when you know, because I know when I'm in, when I'm like, when I'm idle, it's not a good deal for me. You know, nope, just, nope, nope, not know. at all, not at all, right? nope, just nope, hate it, hate it, hate it, right? yeah. hate it. Yeah, yeah, I just rather go to Absolutely. sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lise, I, I don't know how to thank you so much for coming on here. You know, yes, yeah, wonderful. And uh, let's give Lise give give out your URLs off on the air here. All right, so we can. We could, people want to find you. I'll put it in a blog too, but. Sure. So, um, pearlywrites.com. So it's not whites, it's rights. So P E A R L Y W R I T E S.com. And I'm pearly rights across all different social medias because, right. you know, we all have to be on social media or at least, at least I branded <laughs> myself as pearly rights yeah, and yeah. I have the name. Um, and then the other site I just you know, mentioned at the end here is marijuana rates.com. Mm-hmm. So, and that is just a financial, personal finance for you know cannabis consumer. Well, there you go. Well, Lise, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great catching up with you guys. And, and your continued friendship, of course. That that goes without saying. We mm-hmm. we know each other, Chris. We I know Lisa longer than I knew you, Chris. And I know you. Oh my God! <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to think about how long I know Lisa. Yeah, I can't believe we're that. We're not actually. We can't be that old. It's not even possible. It's not even possible. You know. But uh, Lisa, thanks so much. Thank you very, very much. And we were talking to um, Lisa Weinberger, Pearly Rights. And uh, I'll, when I when we get the show up, I'll also blog about it, so you'll be able to to find her URLs there and and contact her if you want. Lisa, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. We'll, we'll see, see you soon, soon, okay? Okay, yes, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Chris, before we go any further, let's just um, – let's take a moment to get in Dr. Lori's uh, little clip that we did. We did this before. We have a little mm-hmm. clip from Dr. Lori's show. Um, sure. That you were on. You're reading mm-hmm. you're, you're reading something, I think, here. And yours is coming up, too, when you're yes, interviewing you. Yes. Um, and she's a podcaster and uh, educator and all that kind of stuff from um from england and mm-hmm. uh we both talked to her so i'm going to give us a second to go into a little uh, dr Lori snippet and then we'll come right back you're listening to cool. licking non-vanilla with ralph greco jr and chris otherwise known as m christian okay we'll give you a second we're going to go and uh let's do the dr Lori clip for a second get comfortable and enjoy a peek into my erotic world So what are you going to read for us today? A story is called Pret-a-Porte. She had to give him that. The salesman was good, damned good. Always reserved, if not eyes lowered shyness. Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's Erotic Library. On this podcast, I'm inviting you into my personal library to experience my favorite erotica. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Licking Non Vanilla. Um, that was a pretty good conversation with Lisa, wasn't it, Chris? That was wonderful. She is absolutely delightful. Oh, she's and it's like great definitely gonna have her back on again. I particularly like like the stories you told because like my memory is not what it ever once was. <laughs> but um it's just like I I only remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. Um but but also just like she's really well really professional and well informed about social media and the adult industry and such. That's always wonderful. Yeah, she's and you know the good thing about Lisa, well there's a lot of good things about Lisa. I mean, as far as a personally, she's just a wonderful person, but 
the good thing about Lisa too is that she's she's one of those people who's so humble. She's humble enough to say, well, I don't I don't know this. I got to keep I got to keep exploring. I got to keep learning, you know. And that's a big thing because mm-hmm. you know, especially in this day and age when things are changing constantly, you know. Oh um, God, yes. I mean, it's like you you name it. It's like it changes overnight. It feels yeah. like. Yeah, it really does. Now let's switch gears because b- before we got on the air, Chris was Chris showed me something, and I I guess what I'll do is I'll get it up on a blog someday soon. And it's uh it's the it's a toy of uh, the Xanthi misfits, which mm-hmm. freaked me out on our limits. <laughs> and they're they're and Chris and I actually Chris and I really nerded and geeked out when we first met over the Xanthi misfits. And if you ever get a chance to look this up, Xanthi misfits from Outer Limits, and they were scary little creatures. And mm-hmm. anyway, and Bruce Stern. I think kind of, we got we. I think we kind of bonded over we that. Did. that. I remember that we were and, talking. That and Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, no, um, that's it. The wild one with with Brandon. The wild one, yes. Yeah, yeah. We and, were we were just talking, which like we had we had corresponded before, you yeah. know, a couple times, and you know, we were at Why Not? I think it was. And the Why you know, Not? That's we, where I met you. Know, yeah, exactly. And, and, and we, we were just like, sort of like this came up, <laughs> right? And I was like, that freaked me out. The Xanthi Misfits, and then Chris, you know, knew about it. And <laughs> now, the interesting thing about Xanthi Misfits episode is that the person in the Xanthi Misfits. The main kind of astronaut guy there is mm-hmm. Bruce Stern. Exactly. Bruce Stern is still around. Bruce Stern was just in the, the last Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. And uh, he's just one of those guys that's been around a long time and great actor. And Bruce Stern mm-hmm. was in one of my all-time favorite movies, which was Silent Running. Exactly. A, a which, great unfortunately, people haven't heard of, which is disappointing. I know. Uh, Trumbull. And uh, mm-hmm. great movie from the mm-hmm. early 70s. Science fiction mm-hmm. movie. And when Chris and I were on setting up the show today, um, my phone rang, and my ringtone is um, the theme, one of the songs from Silent Running, one of my most favorite songs mm-hmm. of all time, so, sung by Joan mm-hmm. Baez. There's Rejoice in the Sun and there's Silent Running, the two songs from that movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that movie really affected me as a kid. I mean, I remember seeing it in the movies and being very affected by the, by the story. Um, and when it, my phone rang, Chris instantly knew what it was. Because mm-hmm. he's one of the few people who would know, you know, it's a very <laughs> little obscure um, reference. But so I, I'm listening to Chris and I are setting up the show today, trying to surf the, the phone ringing and all this other bullshit going on and trying to get Lisa together and get her on. And Chris said, oh, I got a silent running story. So with no further ado, <laughs> tell me your goddamn silent running story. Well, it, it's funny because it's like, you know, one, you know, some people don't realize what the movie is, which is unfortunate because yeah. it's a really wonderful film. It I is mean, a it's, great movie. it's got that that kind of optimistic pessimism that you find in a lot of 70s science fiction yes. movies where, yes. you know, the world gets destroyed, but there's still like some kind of hope or something like that. Right. But, um, you know, one of the stars, aside from Bruce Dern, are the three robots. Right. Huey, and Louis, the Dewey. robots are Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Exactly. Right. And no people don't realize this, um, but they're played by amputees or played by quadriplegics and and so forth. Um, so when you look at them, you can sort of see that. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing um, a making of, and it was kind of it was kind of like a really interesting experience to see someone like he's being coached on like the role, and he's talking to like a box that's the you know right. that the person is occupying. Um, but and my my little quick story was when I was a kid. I knew someone, I lived, I lived in for a while in Seal Beach, California, okay. and somehow I got connected with this guy, and I think he was a friend of a friend with my mother or something like this, and I'm probably like about 10 years old or something like this, okay. and, you know, I started, we sort of like hung out with this guy, and he was just, he was, you know, he was a special effects artist, and he was yes. a, a production manager, and one of the films he worked on was Silent Running, oh, and so cool. he was able to share some like photographs and stories and such, and it was oh, it was cool. really fun to hear about it because he, he said it's like yeah people didn't realize that there were actually actors in the robot suits, and you know he mentioned that like that there's a little like ATV vehicle that um, yeah. Dern you know tuts around in. He said that yes. thing was a nightmare <laughs> uh, because it was really hard to control, and when you look at you know, Dern in the film driving this, it looks like he's being erratic and he's like, right. half the time he's just trying to keep it straight. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's just like. That, that, yeah, you know, like what Chris is talking about, that film is has a very distinct look. And it's. Uh, oh, yes. And I think that is Trumbull that had that, you know, there was a, there was exactly. guys that worked on that film that were the mm-hmm. second to none. And they, they were, they were guys that had been working in the business for a while. And were science fiction dudes, like, you know, from way back that people knew, you know, mm-hmm. and that movie has some very distinct looks to it. 
um, basically they did ge- geocentric domes that are filled with t- mm-hmm. three different forests, and that's mm-hmm. basically the thrust of the movie. But um, there's some, you know, I, I saw making of it of it too, and I, I remember seeing Dern because I think they filmed a lot of it on an aircraft carrier, didn't they? Yes, they did. Right. Yes, and so Dern was was at the time a runner. He was he was a big uh, runner, long distance mm-hmm. runner. And that's what he did, like for exercise, he just ran the length of the aircraft carrier all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know where I saw that snippet either, Chris. That that making of snippet, I maybe it may be on a DVD somewhere or something. I don't know, but um, that was a movie that affected me greatly as a kid. A oh, it's movie. a wonderful film. It's yeah, really, really a magnificent film. I recommend. I mean, like you mentioned before, the Joan Baez soundtrack is so magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is just really, I mean, the only other piece of trivia that comes to mind was what this guy told me. I wish I could remember his name. Um, was there's a scene where the robots are are cutting like a cast off yes. of Dern. He's been injured. Yes. And he mentioned that if you look at the scene, um, Dern is really nervous. And the reason why was because that piece of the robot was actually radio controlled. Oh wow! So you know, it's gonna, um, it was gonna cut through his leg or not? You know? Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't a practical effect of like wires or controls that way. It's actually controlled by a RC controller. And remember, this film was made in what seventy something or other. Yeah, um, seventy one. So the, yeah. yeah. So the RC controllers at that time weren't known for being supremely you know, fine control. So right, right. they were all pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to think about like back then, like, you know, if, if you had an effects mm-hmm. in a film, you know, it was, it was done there. It was, you know, it's not mm-hmm. CGI. So. Oh know, yeah. Either, I mean, either, you, when, yeah. And when you look at like 2001, a space odyssey is a great example. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of shocking to realize this is all done with practical and yeah. video, visual effects, no CGI, no computers. Miniatures, it's, you know, it's, maybe that. And miniatures, you know. ex- exactly. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, I think. Kind of, kind of jumping movies for a second. You know, one thing I, I heard about 2001, I think this is actually in, there's a, there's a book that was written about the production, which is really, I highly recommend people pick up because it's really fascinating, but they mentioned that, um, they, there was a, a rumor, I'm not sure if it's actually true or not, but I think it's, it sounds too good to be true, is that the actors playing the apes weren't nominated because people didn't realize they were actually men Yeah, in I suits. have heard that rumor. Yeah, because if mm-hmm. you watch the beginning of the movie, The Dawn of Man, these apes mm-hmm. kind of uh, scurry around the, the obelisk, which is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the, the main part of the film. And Chris is right. You would never know they're actors in the, in the suits. You mm-hmm. would never know. They're unbelievable. They're really unbelievable because they're kind of like – they're not pretty by any means. They're ratty looking and they're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really, and it's very disturbing because you, to think these are actually people that did those suits, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It probably is one of the better, better uses of that kind of thing, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's the thing about movies around that time. It's like, you know, they, one, they very often, you know, have very small budgets. I mean, Silent Running didn't have a huge budget. No, no. Um, no. You know, I know um, 2001 had a huge budget and it ran o- ran over. But yeah, well, that's cool. In jumping cool. movies, yet again, I just saw, uh, I, I was on YouTube or something like this, and I saw someone talking about Clockwork Orange, which is another one of my, you know, my favorite films. Yeah. And it was interesting that Kubrick made that on a shoestring budget because 2001 went over. He was trying to prove that he could deliver he could a quality yeah. movie without spending, you know, ridiculous amounts of money. So I think that was kind of fascinating because when you look at Clockwork, you don't think of it as being a low budget. But they've talked about all these different ways they cheated about how to save money. Like they made everything close by so it would save on like transportation costs yeah, and real sense. people's homes. And, you know, they, they had very few actual sets. It was all most of it was shot on location in various places. It's but, funny. You yeah, talk, that's, you know. Well, what do you say about Clockwork is funny. Because Clockwork mm-hmm. was on last night, uh, ah. like about eleven o'clock at night, I'm just getting ready to go to bed, and the end of Clockwork is on one of the cable stations, you know, mm-hmm. like one of the movie cable stations. So it's not cut. So it's the it's the scene from when he takes the nosedive into the spaghetti, and mm-hmm. the very very end when we realize he's not he's not conditioned anymore because the very very end is is a is a is a montage of him of him and a girl having sex at the very mm-hmm. very end, you know. But Clockwork, if you've never seen a Clockwork Orange, you owe it to yourself to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's pretty disturbing. It um, is. It's very dark. This, it's very it's, disturbing. It's it, there's a lot of there's a the sex that's in it is very rough. Um, there's mm-hmm. rape scenes and mm-hmm. um, just brutal kind of 
approaches. I mean, they, they kill a lady with a big uh, penis sculpture at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, the film is, it's pure. I, I, it could be my favorite Kubrick. I mean, if we're going to, we're going to really geek mm-hmm. out at the end of this show here with this looking non vanilla, by the way. But I, I tend to take that. Now, People have talked about, and I don't know. I don't know if you've seen Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Okay, that's Kubrick's <laughs> last move. Basically, his last one. Oh, um, oh boy. Um, it's, yeah. it's not a. It's not. It's. I like it. I do like it, but stylized. It's sexual, um, but it's not. It's Kubrick at the end of his game, I believe. It is. You You're know. completely right. I I hate to say that because I I think you know everybody deserves respect for their work and such, but when yeah. you compare it to like. You know, Clockwork Orange, 2001, Barry Lyndon, right, right. Doctor Strangelove. It is really doesn't really measure up very well. And I remember seeing it. And in fact, I mean, it's funny. I actually wrote a, a quickie review for someone. I can't remember who it was. And, you know, I, I started off by saying it's like, you know, rocking back and forth saying Doctor Strangelove is great. 2001 is great. Barry Lyndon is great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just not. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, talk about CGI. He added like naked fig- figures. At one point, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, at one point, Tom Cruise's character goes to a party and it's a big mm-hmm. sex party, which is kind of based on a couple of things that happened, you know, supposedly these sex parties were happening in, in L.A. and England mm-hmm. and whatever. But in Kubrick added naked figures and, and, and people having sex, he CGI'd them in. And when you mm-hmm. look at the movie, you could definitely tell they're not real. They're not there in the, in the mm-hmm. space. Makes it very odd looking. Also, he mm-hmm. he did a lot of filming in england and substituted that made it look like new york and that also had a weird quality to it it. it's weird i mean i I don't i never understand that i mean it's like he doesn't want to live england he just didn't want to leave england that was yeah but then why not send it in london i mean it's like it it was was weird it was really (laughs) weird i mean it was yeah you never got and 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 it's very over sexualized so everywhere tom cruise goes everybody hits Mm -hmm. on him he's just like Mm -hmm. he has to look at somebody you know whether you like tom cruise or not it's just it just didn't make sense in that way. It was just a little mm-hmm. too like, it just seemed like a Cope Kubrick got lost. And that's the, the, he said, well, that's the way I got to go. It's got to make this overly sexualized in every situation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's a Kubrick movie. There are, there are, there are Kubrickian touches as we say, mm-hmm. but when Chris mm-hmm. was just, and again, I know we're geeking out a bit here. We're going a little bit off the pale of what we do, usually about, you know, tits and pussies and cocks and, you know, uh, cock rings and anal beads. And, you know, so I got that in there. I got it in there for you. But um, it, 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 is, it is worth repeating that you, you probably owe it to yourself if you've never seen some of the movies that Chris was just mentioning, Barry Lyndon mm-hmm. and Dr. Strangelove and Lolita. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yes. uh, Lolita is talk about a sexually charged, mm-hmm. perverse movie. That's a movie you got to see. Um, and mm-hmm. Kubrick, Kubrick was great with that. And and I happen to, I don't know about you, Chris. Would you? Would you? What would you say is your favorite Kubrick? Probably, um, probably two thousand one first, and then okay. probably second Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, um, great, great movie. It's so hard to pick. You know, you, know, and you, you make not, movies that it's, great. It's impossible to pick, you know? I mean, I when I was in high school, I think I memorized Dr. Strangelove. I mean, right, right. I was just, I was to the point where it's like, I think at one point I could even recite Slim Pickens reading off of the survival manual, the survival package contents. You right, know, right. it's like, you know, it's just, I was that level of geeking on it because I must have seen the movie like a hundred times. It's an incredible, but, incredible movie. And it's, it's oh, like a, it absolutely a ripe, is. ripe satire, you know, like, and, you know, I was thinking too, like, you don't see a lot of satire anymore that's done well. Exactly. You know? And it's, it's just, worth mentioning, it was the screenplay was written by Terry Southern. Oh, that's interesting. And that's Terry, interesting. Terry Southern is one of my favorite, you know, uh, novelists and screenwriters. He also yeah. did The Magic Christian, which... You know, it's another one of my guilty pleasures. Another but yeah, it's just like movie. Oh, that's movie. that's I I mean that's a movie it's like I love to show it to people these days because it is such a project. Yeah product of the sixties and seventies. I mean that's it's got a like a doodle movie. Oh it's, oh, it's just it's just completely bonkers. Yeah, that's the like the, you can hear the joy in our voices when we talk about this stuff, when we talk about movies mm-hmm. and music and literature. And I, I wish that I had that same feeling for this stuff nowadays. And uh, some things, some things, but somebody postulated to me that the reason you have such a hard on for those other things, because they represent something in your youth, you know, they, they, Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. and that, that's, that could be true. 
But mm-hmm. I, they also, because of my, you know, my sensibilities and where I'm from, they speak to me, these movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are some great stuff. There is some great stuff that comes out now. But mm-hmm. I don't know. On, on a... On a, on a on a large, it's hard to keep yeah. up too. Well, I mean, that's the, the other thing. thing. Like, thing too. like you were just talking, um, talking about it's just like that's the problem with like social media and so much is being produced everywhere music, yeah. books, comics, everything. I mean, you know, not to sound like the old farts, but you know, when I was a kid, there's only was Marvel and DC and a couple like Charleston and so forth. And yeah. so keeping track of this all wasn't all that challenging. The same with right. movies. I mean, there right. was only a certain number of movies and there was Grindhouse, but it was really not all that popular. Right. Um, but mostly it was like, so when the movies came out, that was movies. Now it's like, I can't even keep tri- keep up with the streaming content. And I'm like it's five series and 12, you know, 150,000 you know, movies behind, let alone books. I mean, trying to keep track of it is really, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, almost impossible. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, that's actually good in some ways because it gives all kinds of wonderful content. But at the same time, it's like trying to keep up with it all is just you know. It's staggering. daunting, Chris. I mean, somebody just sent me a, a a link to a new animated Star Trek. Um, oh yes, uh, below some, decks. Yeah, some streaming things supposed to be cartoon and mm-hmm. satire, and you know, of mm-hmm. course, I'm always I'm always very very skittish about you know when somebody uses the word satire. I'm like, well, unless you're traipsing like like Sheckley or Twain or, or, or mm-hmm. Swift. I don't even want to know about it, but, but mm-hmm. you know, and, but, and it's going to be offered on CBS all access. I mean, there's so, Lisa was talking about content before and how we used to just write ton and ton and ton of content. So you'd find on SEO searches, but there's mm-hmm. so much visual content now mm-hmm. on all these platforms. You can't, you, you like Chris mm-hmm. said, it's impossible to keep up. Impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do? Do you go Hulu? Do you not go Hulu? Do you go streaming? Do you mm-hmm. go CBS streaming? Do you go HBO? Ma- I mean, Disney Plus. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. Exactly. It's just, I mean, it's just, I mean, open. I have a weird hobby. Like when I, when I'm finished for the day, I play video games and I watch horror movies right. and you know, I can't even keep up with the horror movies. But that's what, that's one specific genre I can't right. keep up with. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like my, my, my list of movies to watch keeps going longer and longer and longer. It's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then you were talking about like, if you start, if you start to go back to read something, something you have not, mm-hmm. haven't read in a long time, so you're rereading. Not to mention the stuff that I still have to read, the new stuff. There's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's a tsunami. It's like, it's like we're talking mm-hmm. about social media. It's a tsunami. It's just, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know how you, I just, I guess you just keep your head down and try to grab out that stuff that's interesting to you. And that's about mm-hmm. all you can do. What else can you do? Exactly. Exactly. I and mean, I, I do wish there were some ways we could like filter a little bit of it out. Like my complaint about horror movies is I want to see on like, Amazon Prime or Hulu. I want to see a little thing that lists the budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've gotten. I read a I read a description of a movie and say, "Well, that sounds cool. That sounds like an interesting concept." And the budget's like three dollars and fifty cents. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, exactly what you mean. It's like trying to keep up and trying to maintain all this. It's like, you know, it's like I'm. I don't know how people do it. I mean, you know, it's like I can, I can barely keep up with myself. Of course, it's also like. It also depends on how you get sucked into social media. You were talking before. It's like, you know, uh, you know, I think some people actually do get into it and use it as an interactive thing. And other people just, you know, like me, as I just post to it and that's it. But, you know, I'm like plowing through the Marvel movies right now. That's my new thing. And I'm only up to Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a lot of them, man. Holy Mm -hmm. shit, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. Like I said, I'm only up to Guardians and I still have like, you know, probably about, you know, 12 more to go. <laughs> and, you know, and what's crazy, you got stuff, and you still got stuff coming. They can stop, exactly. not stop anytime soon. Oh, no. Know? I mean, well, there are, there, you know, a lot of productions on a hiatus right now, right. but, you know, they're already talking about, like, you know, I think the next run for Marvel is going to be, like, eight, ten different movies. It's plus, was a th- three or four series on Disney Plus. It's so, amazing. It's you just, know, it's, and but, then, the, yeah, and the CW has a whole bunch, and it's just, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to add the foreign productions too. I mean, that's one thing about Netflix and other places. Great because you get to see like Danish cop shows and you know French horror series right, and right. you know Korean dramas and Japanese you know all you know new name it. It's like it's really fascinating. You can see all these really really good shows. It's just it's just too much. It's just it's too much, man. You mm-hmm. know. And Chris and I are just trying to get through the day. You know. <laughs> so you know exactly. Well, look, it's been another amazing licking on vanilla. We kind of geeked out a little bit on you. 
but you know you can't you can't blame us for that. And uh, but we had a great talk with Lisa Weinberger from Pearl oh, it was Rice. wonderful. Lisa's fantastic. She's a great girl. She's a great girl. I call her and I so I call her a girl. She's a great lady. She's a she's a, she's a wonderful dame. Um, but uh, we're gonna we'll get back to you next time, and we'll get you get you some more good stuff. And I got some uh, we got some guests. Uh, we're trying to line up some other guests for you down the line, mm-hmm. maybe some adult performers specifically. And that could be a lot of fun, I'm sure. And uh, just keep listening. We really appreciate listening. Read the blog and contact us any which way you want. We're always out there. We're, all, we're always uh, mm-hmm. ready to answer. So um, this has been Licking Non Vanilla. My name is Ralph Greco Jr. And across from me is Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian. Chris, thanks so much for taking your time and uh, being my friend as always. Anytime, anytime. And uh, we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Bye-bye. And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.